0: I'm Jasmine.
1: And I'm Erica. And this is Church Days, a call and response to Christianity and the culture. Hey, ladies, welcome back. How's everybody doing? Hey. Hello, hello, hello. What's up? Another day, another dollar. Another day, yeah, definitely a dollar. (laughs) One dollar, just one dollar.
2: (laughs) How's everybody's day been going?
0: doing good so far so good you know day off got the nails did, Ooh, right, what color did you, right. get? you fancy it's like this brownish situation brownish reddish
1: i like the red it looks, it looks shiny it looks nice that's the it looks plan. like it has a little glow to it
0: that's nice. i like to shine bright like a diamond hashtag remember. yes rihanna mm-hmm. I like I've been roll.
2: under the weather, so I'm glad that I got my nails done before. When I got sick, I was like, oh, my nails are done. Thank God. I don't have to sit here because I don't have anything to do. And I'm like, oh, if my nails weren't done, y'all, I would probably be picking these things slowly and I would be down to like the real deal.
0: <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. It's little things.
2: But I was hooked up before
1: beforehand.
2: So that's a good thing. <laughs> there we go.
0: How was your day, Erica?
1: You know, just another day working remotely. <laughs> just another one of those days. Are you looking forward to going back like to that work, like that Monica song? Um, yes and no. Like I'm not going back till it's safe, but eventually, when it is safe, like I'm looking forward to like having regular interactions with students. Like interacting with students over Zoom is not my fave. So yeah, I could see how that could be challenging. Mm -hmm. Being home this last few
2: days has definitely made me appreciate being outside.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Outside
2: is what's up. Outside's nice. Uh, I do not like, I do not like feeling like I can't go anywhere for sure.
0: Less than ideal, but I'm glad we're all overall doing well today. And this, this uh, episode, we're actually introducing a new segment. New
1: segment alert. (laughs) (laughs)
0: and it's called turn to your neighbor uh turn to your neighbor is a phrase that's used often in churches to that provides space during um a church service to interact and have like short bursts of fellowship for those who are sitting close to you so for us in that in this segment that means we'll be doing some type of game or icebreaker or other activity where we'll interact with one another, and it'll allow y'all to get to know us a little bit better, and also probably get to know each other a little bit better too in the process. True. Uh, so,
2: Melina, what do you got for us this time? Okay, so one of my favorite TV shows right now is Show Me Your Voice. I don't know if you've—I think you guys have watched it, and probably. Oh my god! I like yes. it. Yes, um, we, we don't understand it. We I don't love understand
0: this it. Don't understand it. We don't get this. Yeah, good. I yeah,
2: love the show. <laughs> so I got this idea. It's it. I, I got this idea because I like the show. But if you haven't seen the show, the show has a celebrity panelist along with one um, contestant who has to figure out if the person the um, there's like five or six singers up there. Some of them can sing, some of them can't. So they, based off of like their lip syncing, their appearance and the short story that they tell about themselves, you have to determine if they can sing or not. And then you win money if you're um, correct or, and if you're not correct, then you lose money. So because of that show, I wanted to ask Jasmine and Erica, and I'll play along to three things. I want you guys to tell me two truths and a lie. Um, and the, other two will have to guess which one is um, is a lie. And this will just show how much we know you
1: <laughs> or how good right. you are at fooling us. <laughs> right, or how it's good of a pressure. liar you actually are. Yes. Um, this is too much pressure. Okay, so, <laughs> who's
2: going first? Uh, Erica, you go first.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, these are all three things that happened to me various summers. So um, first, I spent part of a summer tutoring kids at this program that we have on campus for my undergrad. So that's number one. Um, I spent part of another summer working at an injured bird sanctuary. And then that was the second one. The third one, I spent part of a different summer um, in Minnesota at this summer camp with other high school students.
0: I'm going with number one is a lie. You think number one is a lie? The tutoring kids. Well, I mean, yeah, because I just actually cute. believe that one. I mean, it just seemed too real. <laughs> too real? Yeah. You know, I thought you were trying to pick me out. I, I, I feel like I know. I feel like you went somewhere for a summer camp, though.
1: I've been I to don't... a lot of places for a lot of summer camps, right?
0: So that's why I was like, that also seems true. I was gonna say. I was
2: gonna. I was <laughs> I, gonna say number three is a lie. The Minnesota one, but that's because I know number two
0: is real.
1: Number two, you don't think I would be be found in Minnesota? It's too far. It is. It's, it's a, that's far, It's far,
2: really right? far, and I, I, we've,
1: and it's cold. We've never talked about
2: that before, but the number one, I was like, oh well, you tutor kids now, so that's I, I, I
0: believe that. It just seemed. It just seemed too.
2: I'm real. gonna say one and two are real, and three is a lie. I'm
0: still going with number and one. Jasmine, I know number two is and real. Jasmine.
2: How do you know number two I feel like is we real? talked
0: about this, that that's one of your random facts. Like, I feel like, um, like a random fact of yours that you'd worked with these weird birds for random. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, who does that? Um, Erica would. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's your, I know that's true. So, go so ahead. So, which
1: one's a lie? <laughs> the first one's a lie. I, I did oh, not see ah! the kids at, on campus during the summer. Look at me.
2: But that's, so. me but that's what you do now.
1: I know. I know. It was too real.
0: That's what I told you. It, was
1: too, <laughs> it made
2: too much sense. Oh, man. Okay.
0: Uh, the other ones I are did, a little outlandish. I did, to,
1: I did spend part of the summer. What was this? Tenth grade, I think, in Minnesota. Got to go to Mall of America. That's where that oh, is. So that was fun. That's fun. That was the highlight of that trip. Oh. But yeah, it was good that's times. That's
2: nice. I feel bad now that I lost. Okay, I'm going to do better. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> Okay, Jasmine, you next. All right.
0: Okay. Um, so fact number one is I volunteered at President Obama's second inauguration ball. Fact number two is I've traveled to over 10 different countries. And fact number three is I won first place on balance beam in a gymnastics competition when I was like 10.
1: (laughs) I think the second one is a lie. I think the 10 different countries is a lie. I know you travel. I just think the number ten is the lie part. Okay. He was at the inauguration. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, she because she was living you in were, that area, so, so that makes I'm sense like, to me. Oh,
2: that's right. Okay, so let me think about this. So you were living in that area. When did you?
0: When did you move? This is a lot. When did? <laughs> you can't I ask the like, okay. Yeah. Like, I'm like, that's kind of. Okay.
2: Okay. Let me, think, let me think. Let me think. Okay. So I'm trying to think of how long you've been back here. So, okay. You definitely were there then. So, okay. I'm going to say one is real. And what what kind of competition did you win?
1: A, ba- a Balance beam. Gymnast. Gymnastics.
2: I can believe that you never have talked about any kind of gymnastics before. True. That doesn't mean it's not real, though. You've talked about the flute
0: or some kind of instrument that you play. <laughs> clarinet, saxophone, saxophone, bass clarinet. Did play the flute, recorder, piano. I'm
2: gonna say three is a lie.
0: Okay. Number two is a lie. <laughs> ah! Ten countries.
2: Ow, ow, you ow. Won that. Why am I so bad at this? You got, I, I believe everything. Girl, day. I
0: like to think I'm a whole athlete now, so you better, better come with it. So you, and I think it was more like eight or nine. It was before I moved to New Jersey, but still. Uh, yeah, girl. Oh, my God. Watkins gym. Okay. <laughs> I hope you guys. I to get myself my first place. I feel bad.
2: I hope you guys don't get
0: mine. <laughs> well, <laughs> we shall see. <laughs> yeah. I think your face is going to give it away as you talk about it.
2: (laughs) Okay. So, okay. Um, I once got stuck in an elevator um, with one of my best friends in junior high um, in her apartment building. I went to a concert and saw uh, Sade for free in New York um, when I was in college. And, um, oh, (laughs) I was a maid of honor- um, for one of my best friends. And I lost the wedding ring. Minutes before we were supposed to go out. And line up.
0: What was the first one again?
2: Right. I was literally <laughs> about to ask that. So I once. The first one was I got locked um, stuck in an elevator. With my best friend. When I was in junior high. Um, at her apartment building. And then the second one was. I saw S- Sade in concert. For free in New York. Um, and the third one was. I lost my I was maid of honor, and I lost my my best friend's um, wedding ring, her husband's wedding ring, minutes before we were supposed to go line up. So I, I lost the, the so ring. I think, I think
1: three is real, because that's it. <laughs> that, sounds
0: <laughs> <correct>. <laughs> that's, that's, that sounds on par. Yeah, it <laughs> does sound on par. <laughs> 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 I like, see it happening in my head. Yeah. I'm like, this is definitely part of the court. <laughs> Yeah, um,
1: <laughs> I think that's real the
0: other one is like you, uh, you definitely talked about getting free things like I remember you, the Sade concert I don't know if I've heard about the Sade concert but I've heard about you like being able to like sneak up or <laughs> up close and I Knicks feel like games. that's just something
1: that would happen in New York right it just sounds like a New York thing. Right. So, so I'm does, gonna say number one So does story. getting
0: stuck in an elevator but I feel like it wasn't in junior high so like you got stuck in an elevator elevator later in
2: life, life. Okay. Yes. So you guys think that it's number one? Number one.
1: The first
0: one. You're
2: wrong. You're both
1: wrong.
2: What? (laughs) I've never... I have so the Sade thing is the lie. So my sister when I was in college actually got to see her for free at a concert. And I was I was already living here. So she was um so I wasn't in college. It was like after I graduated college, but I think her and her friend went and I was like I was so upset cuz I wanted to see I love her. So they got to see her. I don't, I, can't, I think it was a free concert that she was doing in like Central Park or something like that. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it is a thing that happens in New York. I just wasn't there. But I did get stuck when I was in junior high. Me and my best friend. We were um, getting ready to go to school, and we got stuck in her elevator, and we were in there for about five to ten minutes, um, just stuck. And then I did lose my best friend's wedding ring. Yeah. How did
1: that end? <laughs> like, where was that? Like, I'm really glad that I knew that was.
2: Yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> like, of all the things,
2: <laughs> I did do that. So. I ha- it ended well. So what ended up happening was I had it on my thumb and so we were all dressed and ready to line up and she was getting like her final touches done with her makeup or something. And I- she gave me the ring. So I put it in my on my thumb because that's the only place that I thought it could fit. And so I I went I went into my luggage to get something and it slipped off. And when we were getting lined up, I was like, oh, my God, I don't have the ring. And so I immediately started to panic and I was like, oh my God, I can't, I can't tell anyone. I was like, but I have to tell somebody because they're going to, clearly they're going to need it. So I Mm -hmm. um, told somebody, one of the other bridesmaids and everybody is, it slowly got out. And then my, my best friend is like not talking to me. She's like, she would not look at me and she's like, okay, okay, this is okay. And then her, her aunt was like, you know, we'll just use my ring. Um, you know, we'll just, you know, we'll find it later. And then something like right before we went out, something told me to check my luggage and I found it. So it was a mess. I was like, yeah, this almost ruined our friendship.
0: <laughs> Praise the Lord. It was
2: found. Right. Yeah. And you can live to tell the tale. Yeah. So, and then I became another maid of honor. So, you know, I didn't get fired from the job. Totally. <laughs> Somebody else trusted me, but go. Yeah. But that was fun. So I wanted to do that game because one of the questions that kind of came to mind is, like, you really don't ever know, completely know somebody. But, like, do you guys have any friends that, like, would know that you were lying? Like, who could you think of that you could not fool with that?
0: My sister and my mom. Like, my sister.
1: Your sister. I was thinking my sister, too. What about you, Erica? I think depending on, like, what I chose, I could probably fool... Pretty much anybody. Like, if I, for my best friend who's from college, if I told her, like, stuff that was from, like, grad school or from, like, growing up, she might not know. And if I told my sister some things that were from college, like, she would know. I think I would just have to, like, tailor the truths and the lie based on, like, which part of my life were you in and which parts of my life do you not mm, know about.
2: That's fair. I definitely think my sister, because my sister would have known, like, you didn't go to the Shadi concert. I did. Like, she would... You know, I yeah. wouldn't be able to fool her with that. There is um, a song that comes to mind, and I want Erica for you to do the honors.
0: Poetess. Oh, <laughs>
1: <Ah-ah-em. laughs> In the words of the great philosophers Tion Watkins, Lisa Lopez, and Rosanda Thomas, what about your friends? Will they stand their ground? Will they let you down again? What about your friends? Are they going to be low down? Will they ever be around? Or will they turn their backs on you?
2: Thank, yes. you. Thank yes. you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>
2: Thank you. Thank so you. Are, we're going to I want us to talk about your friends and the types of friends that you have. Are they Christian? Are they of a different faith? How do you typically choose your friends and who do you call a friend? And how has that changed as you've gotten more mature and more closer to, to God. What do you guys, um, how do you guys right now, like pick your friends? Like, do you pick them, um, based on their faith? Do you just kind of get to know people? What, like, is there, is there, is
1: there a checklist for friends? I do not have a checklist. Um, I will say I don't pick my friends based on their faith. Like I have, Friends who are Christian and some of them who are not. I'm also very selective with who I call a friend. Like, there are people that I, you know, spend time with and hang around who I consider more associates, and then there's like very few people that I consider a friend. So, yeah, I would say faith is definitely not a criteria. Time spent with each other. So it's not necessarily the length of time that I've known you, but just like the quality of time that I spend with people, I think for me is a big qualification for who I call a friend.
0: Yeah, I would would probably say the same as Erica. Like, I don't think faith ever, well, I don't think faith has never played a role in how I choose my friends. As I've gotten older, like outside of college, and I've gotten more involved in church, that's kind of just the way that a lot of my more like my actual friends i've found like friends in adulthood mm-hmm. um because of that shared experience and that like closeness and the quality of time and finding those mutual interests but like same like there's you know there's levels and so the people that i might associate more heavily with can it's usually about like do they seem like they're quality people? trustworthy, kind, compassionate. Yeah. Not not selfish. Those type of things, but um, in general, that faith has never been a criteria for friendship for me.
2: I think that's fair. I at, I know at some point we we choose our we choose our friends, so we have to make the right choice, and we choose them based off of certain qualities that they have. I know for me, I've definitely made some not too many, but I have made some bad choices when it, when it's come to friends. And as I've gotten older and I look back, I'm like, oh, wow, I should not have been friends with this person. And not only were they not healthy for me, but they weren't healthy to other people. And I don't know if you guys look at that as a kind of like a criteria. Like I'm, I'm very big when I first meet somebody on how they treat the people around them and like who they call their friends. Mm-hmm. And so like if I'm meeting someone for the first time and they don't really speak to wisely about the people that they associate with or like they've had a lot of fallout. I'm very cautious about that because I, I I'm trying to figure out like how how you treat those that you you call a friend before before me, you know? Because yeah. I think like ultimately there's going to be a time where our friendship is going to be something that um I rely on, you know? I'm I'm going to need a safe space to exp- you know express myself and to share intimate details about me and what I may be going through and if I can't do that then I don't know if I want to call you a friend but um I don't know if you guys have had those experiences before where like you look back and you're like man I really shouldn't have been friends with them not because of something they did to me but because of the way they carried themselves have you guys had those experiences too
1: yeah I'm I'm thinking and like when you were talking I thought about a friend that You know, I considered a really close friend in college and I saw the way that they treated other people. And it was like, oh, but they would never do that to Mm -hmm. me. And then lo and behold. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yeah, I definitely think about about that and then moving forward. Like, that's important, you know, Um, the way people treat other people because people, you know, if they talk about other people to you, like who's to say they're Mm -hmm. not talking about you to other people so that was a fun, not so fun lesson. And I think part of the other part is like my other friends around me, like, knew things about this friend that they weren't telling me. Like, oh, I would have made better decisions yeah. if y'all would have just let me know who this person really was. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I just be oblivious. And like, I, one of what I consider my good qualities, and it can also be a blind spot, is like I like to see the good and the best in people and the potential in people. And sometimes that just blinds me from the reality. Of who the person is,
0: yeah, that makes sense.
2: Would you like to know that like would you want like the heads up on
1: a friend or someone who's trying who you're getting to know so in this particular situation, it wasn't someone that I was getting to know. it's somebody that I had known for a few mm-hmm. years. It was just things that I did not know about that person that would have been helpful to know, so I wouldn't have chosen to live with them for a whole year. Mm -hmm. Um, So things like that. College roommates are a whole thing. Yeah, so it's like, I think it would have been different if it was just like, you know we just see each other now and then, but this is a person that I am spending lots of time with share, share a living mm-hmm. space with. And then like my other friends after the fact, like after all this stuff happened, they were like, see, see, I knew you shouldn't have, should cho- shouldn't have chosen the room where her black well, you didn't say nothing though. I get that. <laughs> <Right>. Okay. <laughs> Why are you just leaving me out to dry? I think I've been right. in
2: situations like that where um, other people around me with this one particular person I was friends with, I remember thinking, why am I like later on? I was like, why was I friends with them for so long? Like we didn't have any same, you know, interests or like, we just, we, we weren't compatible as friends. And a lot of people around me were not surprised. And they were like, well, I didn't really know why you were friends with this person to begin with. And I'm like, I don't either. But like, I didn't listen to what other people's thoughts were because I wanted to come to that conclusion on my own at least to try to give them mm-hmm. benefit of the doubt. But um, it's the Bible has a lot to say about friends and a lot of, a lot of what I've um, seen has come out of Proverbs, which is the book of wisdom. So why not be wise when choosing yes. friends Proverbs yes. eighteen twenty four um, says, and this is the NIV version one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And then another Um, version of that is, um, the new King James, same scripture, new King James says a man who has friends must himself be friendly, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. How wonderful is it to have a friend who is closer than a brother, one who loves you more, helps you more, and will always be there to lean on. So I was going to ask you guys, like based
1: off of those two scriptures, how do you define friendship personally? I think one thing that stands out to me in the um, New King James Version translation is this idea of reciprocity. So in order to have friends, you have to first be friendly. So you're going to end up attracting what you are. Mm -hmm. So making sure that you are a person of of good character in order to have friends of of good character in order to be be first be reliable if you want to have friends that are reliable. So it seems like from this scripture, like the foundation of friendship is like first check yourself Mm -hmm. and how are you moving um, before you can like have these expectations of somebody else.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think friendship is, yeah, just, I like the word reciprocity, Erica. Yeah, it's like what a supportive, caring. um, I think a lot of it is just about being there for someone in the good, the bad, the ugly, and having a space where, to me of like friends that are friends that listen and like judgment free but still have accountability yeah and so that kind of to me especially now like as an a, an adult <laughs> that is definitely something for, for friendship that i i can understand better i think growing up and then especially what the world shows you called uh, friendship can mean a lot of different things yeah
1: Yeah, I know a lot
2: of people, but I don't think I would call everybody my friend. I think um, I was listening to a sermon by Darius Daniels and he it's on friends and he um, he talks. He says this in his message and I actually wrote it down. People should be loved biblically, valued equally and treated differently. You have to know who your friends are to manage them differently because they get a different type of access. Your heart and life is is an intimate place. Be authentic with everyone, but transparent with those that you trust. And so I I try to be my authentic self when I meet someone. But the transparency part, it takes probably a while for me to get to that point because I don't, the Bible also tells me not to cast my pearls among swine. And you don't really, I've mm-hmm. done that before. And, you know, I've shared intimate things um, with with someone that I thought was my friend. And then everybody else knew about it. And so it's like you know I shared this with you because I thought you were someone that I could trust, and clearly, like you had other you had another agenda. But I, I thought that was like really well well put by him in in that in that particular sermon about um, about your friends.
1: Yeah, what do y'all see is the difference between authenticity and transparency because I, they're very similar, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes it can be confusing, like what. Like who gets the authenticity versus the transparency? Transparency and like, what is the difference between? I think
2: the two? I think like for the way he put it, being authentic to everyone is being who you are. Like if you're kind hearted, mm-hmm. be kind hearted to everyone. You know, don't be selective with who you are. Generous, um, with with your with as far as your character goes. Transparent, I okay. think, is like getting an access to like your personal life. Like, not everybody Mm -hmm. needs to know that you and your friends are going away for the weekend. Not everybody needs to know that you are, um, you have a date that night. Like, no one needs to know that part of you. That's personal. But like, who you Mm -hmm. are and who God made you, that, I think the gifts that God has put in you should be, that's supposed to be shared with everyone. You're not supposed to withhold that from anyone. Because I think then you're doing, um, you know, him a disservice by not being the person that he's created you to be. But sharing personal, intimate details, no, that's not for everyone, for sure. Mm-hmm. So that's the way. That's the way I understood it. But I don't know if you guys looked at it differently. I like it. <laughs> we're, we're Ditto. Just okay. Sunday. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was
1: good.
2: The I remember um, I was going through a breakup and. I like shared a lot of details with one of, well, my, one of my best friends and her husband, and he told me to guard my heart. And like the way he said it, I think was it never, it never really clicked until that moment. But, um, do you guys think that you do a good job of like guarding your, your emotions?
0: Like, (laughs) <laughs> I, was like, I was like if if, if, the, if the listeners face, could see my face right now <laughs> yeah, jasmine's face
2: was like no no
0: i Jenna, you don't know really absolutely not erica i would oh, expect God. you to say
2: yes but i mean not that i'm saying like i expected jasmine to say no but like erica you're like i already know you're like fort knox i
1: know
2: you're very composed.
1: <laughs> so 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 that's the thing. And this is funny. And this eventually will be a good segue to to next episode when we talk about boundaries. <laughs> um, but I feel like I have two two kind of modes. I'm either Fort Knox or I'm either wide open. Mm. There's like no in between. So I think sometimes I'm either too guarded, like nothing gets in, or like everything gets in. And just like my emotions are like an open wound on display. Mm. So that is and part of that, I think, is because I'm I'm an empath Mm -hmm. and like just part of my nature is not only me myself being sensitive, but also being sensitive to the emotions of people Mm -hmm. around me and absorbing that like a sponge. And that is just exhausting. It can be a lot. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow. Ditto. I have a (laughs) lot of dittos today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you all already know, like I'm baseline, very passionate, like I feel strongly about lots of things. Um, But I'm uh, also based on very guarded and it can be very difficult for me to like open up and be vulnerable, Mm -hmm. but also um, very similar to Erica where like I I can sense what other people are feeling. Like I can sense what like kind of the the vibes in the room. I can pick that Mm -hmm. up and, and carry them and and so a part of a part of protecting myself has been to put up more and more and more walls mm-hmm. so that I don't have yeah. to be, because otherwise it's like, do I want to be in my bed all day feeling all, everything? Because like it gets yeah. so overwhelming that like I could just be in bed feeling everything or do I want to be functional? So that means feeling nothing. So then it's like yeah. it's trying to find a um, healthy boundaries where it's like, okay, I can discern and well, I'm, Letting things in that need to be let in, Mm -hmm. making sure the Mm -hmm. things that aren't supposed to be in, and then also taking that time to process what I got going on. Mm. Because like, for me, like emotions are overwhelming just for myself. So then the fact that I, uh, you know, and then I'm working in a service industry where I'm uh, yeah. literally taking on other people's feelings and emotions and cares and worries every single day sometimes 31 people you know 31 people in a day is what I'm scheduled for so um so like that and then trying to figure out how I feel is like some days it can be completely a lot and I just talked a lot instead of saying ditto
2: no I mean I mean that's <laughs> what we do so. <laughs> I mean, 30, I was like
0: 31 people. Oh, <laughs> Well, I have, Yeah, I have 31. Like I have technically have 31 15-minute time slots. And if I am only have seeing 15-minute time slots, then I could see 31 different individuals in a day. And that just, that doesn't mean if they didn't bring their, you know, they have a caregiver that now has something else going on. That doesn't mean I'm not, then I have to call other patients. And, you know, it's just like, it's a lot.
2: <laughs> I mean, but I think like, I think the there's definitely an art to this, right? It's, it's in mm-hmm. scripture, but it's not something that I think, you know, you just easily pick up on. Like, right. um, right. so there's, there's an art to it and there's something, it's is something that you have to practice, you know? But mm-hmm. I think for me guarding what it, what I've taken that scripture to mean is, um, everything comes from our heart and our heart is like, it can be also deceitful. Right. So like you can <laughs> like somebody today and then, not see any- you can't see anything, and then five years later you're like, "What the heck, and like your heart has shown you it can tell you one thing, and then later on you can change your mind so like but guarding it, I think means not letting um not letting your own personal issues spill over into people who may not know how to manage that, kind of like um mm-hmm. I remember I told somebody one time, you know if you're feeling a certain type of way and like you need milk, you're not going to go to the hardware store for milk. Right. So it's mm-hmm. kind of the same thing. It's mm-hmm. like, if you, if you need something, you're going to go to the right place to, to get what you need instead of going to a place that does not supply what you're looking for. And that's what, that's how I look at it. Like from an mm-hmm. emotional standpoint, like if I need support in this area, I'm going to go to this person. Cause I know they're going to give it to me and hopefully they're a friend. Not so, not an Mm -hmm. associate, which that brings me to another topic because I want to ask you guys Mm -hmm. like, because I have I know a lot of people, I don't know if I would call them, (laughs) I don't know if I would call them all my Mm -hmm. friend because I don't, I don't look for advice and um, comfort and it doesn't feel like a safe space. So I like them, but I don't know if I would call them like a really a friend, you know what I'm saying? Like the Bible describes Mm -hmm. it, but. Do you guys have, um,
1: how do you guys define associates? People that I can have a good time with. (laughs) (laughs) That I would like go to dinner with, you know, maybe travel with. So you would actually Mm -hmm. travel with associates? Just hang out. Um, I mean, I, I think people that like I know from like work or like, you know, college, like they're People that I know from college, like, we have a good relationship. I don't know if I'd call them a friend, but like,
0: oh, yeah, we can go on this trip. I know that you're reliable enough to pay this money. And reliable (laughs) enough to not completely, like, mess it up. You're good enough time, you know? Yeah. You're not drama. Yeah.
1: Will I be up till three in the morning sharing stories about life? Probably not. But, you know, can we go out on the beach and have some pee and Sure. (sighs) Yes,
0: please. (laughs) Sounds so nice right now. Um, yeah, I, same. Someone I can have a good time with. Hmm. Someone that's fun. Yeah, or like work people. Yeah, work like buddies. Maybe I'm not.
1: Yeah, <laughs> maybe I'm not hanging out with them like having fun, but like we have a good relationship. Um, can accomplish things together.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, 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 okay. I think an associate is a friend. I got this from um, Dr. Daniels as well. An associate. He well, he defined a friend. An associate is a friend. Not evil enough to be an enemy, but not safe enough ah. to be a friend. That's how he defined an associate. So see that's interesting, right? I don't know if I would say enemy. Um, I wouldn't... If I... If you're not... I don't look at my associates as being evil. But at the same time, right. I'm like, where is he... Well, what was he really getting at? Like, so... But I do, I do agree with the end of that statement. Like, they're not safe enough to be a friend. Like, I wouldn't go to you, you know, if I really needed something. But But an enemy, evil, I don't know if I like those words together, personally. But I think an associate is... I don't know if I would hang... I think the people that I hang out with or that I'm around, I would probably call them a friend. They would just be a different type of category in my friendship. Like, they would... I, I could go out with you. I, I, I don't eat with associates. Like if I eat with you, you're a friend. I don't, I don't mm. spend a lot of time with associates and associates are like, I see you, I have to like, I have to surround myself for like work purposes or there is, there is a something that is linking us for a moment and you're an associate. Okay. Um, I typically don't hang out with my associates, but, um, if I am like calling you, if I'm like linking up with you, if I'm breaking bread with you, like I think I think of you as a friend. That's how in my
1: mind. I feel like I have an in between category of like people that I'm just cool with. I feel like they're associate and you know, like I mean we cool, <laughs> <laughs> which I feel like would be like a lot of my friends from like college. Like I don't know if I call them my friends, but like we're cool. If they message me on Facebook, it'd be. Nice to hear from them, you know? And then I understand what you're saying. Like, so she's like, for a particular purpose. Like, I know you from mm-hmm. work. Or we, you know, went to school together. Or, you know, we served together. You think people at church should automatically be your friends? No. no. Heck no. <laughs> say that too fast. No, I don't think so.
2: I think um church is a great place to get to know people. But I don't think that you should... um automatically think that this person is going to be um, all of these things to you just because they go to church. I think that's the complete mm-hmm. opposite. I think they could be like, they can definitely be evil and an enemy. <laughs>
1: and you found them in oh, the house church, of the Lord. <laughs> which is which is so interesting because like, I'm thinking connecting like our last episode to this one. I think one of the, the things, the messages when it terms, terms like dating and stuff, like make sure the person is a Christian and, like, everything else, like, can be negotiable. I don't know if I feel that way about that because of the same reason. Like, just because they go to church and they are a Christian, like, we just might not match up personality-wise. Just period. Like, we bo- we can both love mm-hmm. Jesus, but also can have very different understandings of what, how we show love to other people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And how we relate to other people that just may not be And compatible. you may
2: not be a good friend. Like, just because you're trying to get to know, you're trying to have, you have a close relationship with God doesn't mean that you have that same ability with people. I mean, God is, God is a spiritual being. So, you know, the things that he may require from you, although they are very important he's not like, he's, it's not a physical relationship. So you might be really good at spiritual relationships and connections, but the physical may not be there for you. So I don't know. I, I, I have mixed feelings about, um, looking to, looking to church to make friends. Um, I think you can definitely create last I mean, we all met in church, so clearly <laughs> there are people that, you know, you can be friends with, but I have for one, and I know Erica, you don't have a problem with this. I don't know about you, Jasmine. I have a problem cutting off people.
0: Oh, generally not. No, oh, you no. don't? Good for you. <laughs> I have
2: a problem. Mm-mm. Usually, it takes me a while. Like, I've probably only cut off, like, cut off for real, like, two people. And I don't think I need to cut off anyone per se right now. But, um, but those people I feel like I was friends with for way too long. Like, I they definitely overstayed their welcome in my life. Yeah. And um, I know, I know I've seen like
1: Erica's like, Mm-mm, I'm done. I'm like, how do you do? But it, the thing is, it's not even dramatic. It's, right. there's there's not like a, I have to tell you off or say my peace it's just like I just don't I just release you to live your life it's not. it's not no hard feelings it's just maybe we were on the same path and those paths have diverged so I wish you the best go forth young man, young woman whoever um, and we just don't have to, we just don't have to talk, you know? I think it's weird when people try to like continue to like force friendships. Yes. It's like clearly this isn't working. Like you, you know, and I know this isn't working. Like, why are you trying to keep up the appearances as if we are friends? Mm-hmm. I'm okay letting it go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I have a harder time letting go of like romantic relationships than I do like friendships, which sounds kind of bad. Mm-hmm. But I think like very similar to Erica, like once it's run its course, It's kind of, it's like, why are we continuing to like try to push something that's not working? Yeah, I
2: think, yeah, I I guess for me, I think it was more of a maturity thing, a stage in my life that I've definitely outgrown now because now I think I'm at a point where like I've understood like the season reason um, aspect for people being in my life. But when I think about when I did, when I did really struggle with it, it was, I think, I think it was just a lack of maturity and maybe like my, my connect, my spiritual connection and like understanding like how a friend is really supposed to be there for you. Just, I didn't really grasp that, but I think now I, I can, I understand it a little bit better. I think one of my pet peeves is, um, I think social media has kind of with the whole followers aspect can easily confuse people to think that these people are your friends and so, what do you guys think about like followers and friends? Like, do you think that has weakened the definition of friendship for some people? It's the
0: definition of everything.
2: <laughs> um. <laughs> well, yeah, that's another topic. But like, I think I mean I don't know because I look at it and I'm like, I you know I recently like when I got back on um, social media, like I unfollowed a lot of people, and it wasn't like personal. It was just like I don't really. I don't really care to know what everybody is going through every day. It's just too much. And like, I wanted to also control what I saw. And I think for me, um, these were people that I knew. It wasn't people that, you know, I would really say are friends, but I think they were once a friend. And now I'm like at a point in my life where I don't, I haven't spoken to you in years. And I really, I was at a point where like, I'm like, I'm okay if I don't, if I don't know what's going on in your life.
0: Well, I think it can make you think you're more friendly with someone because you're seeing all these people are showing all these intimate details of their life on social media. Mm -hmm. So then, you know, a lot about someone's life, Mm -hmm. quote unquote, what they're showing that you wouldn't have otherwise. Right. So like I might have not seen this person since high school, but I know they got a new house and a dog and they're engaged. Like that's none of my that technically is not really any of my business, but social media makes it my business yeah Yeah. (laughs) because i can just scroll up and then i see it and these people are and i think it's too where they people are just opening up their lives what they want people to see obviously Mm -hmm. so quote unquote um to everybody else and so for me who i'm like naturally a pretty private part i'm pretty private person so then it just starts when you take a step back and think about it's like i who what do i really want others to see like i only want people that i care about like that really need to know this information, they're going to know this information. Mm-hmm. Like we, the, my friends shouldn't be finding out these good things in my life through my Instagram. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, they should hear about first. And then if I decide to post, then I post, whereas I think it's the other way around now. Like that's how people are getting their information out. So like everyone's their friend because everyone knows.
2: And my, my little sister was telling me, cause she's so much younger than me. She was like, When she goes out now, she's like, "Oh, people refer to the person by their Instagram name," and I'm (gasps) like, "What? Isn't that weird?" And so it's like (laughs) they know them, but but they know them by their Instagram name, and I'm just like, "Oh, all that access—it kind of—it freaks me out because I'm like, I don't want people. Now, granted, I mean, you're not gonna, you won't get to know me through through my social media, but I think it's just kind of scary that people know these people through who they are, who they've created themselves to be. And so they do feel like they know you and they have access to your life. And you, they're friends with they're friends with you. They're, they
0: follow yeah. you. So, yeah. I mean. I've had people come up to me like, oh, how was the winery? And it's like, oh, weird. Mm-hmm. You didn't know. <laughs> like, I, I guess I did post that. <laughs> and thank you for watching my story. But <laughs> why? Like, that's like, weird. How
2: do you know? Did we talk about this and then you forget? Right, like we didn't talk about yeah. it, right?
0: And it's like I didn't tell you this, but you saw it on my story, so I, I can't be mad at you. Like, and that's how people talk. Start- Did you just say Liz? Huh? What?
1: Did you just say Liz? No. Oh, I thought you said I didn't tell you. Liz. Oh no, I don't know. <laughs> Did you just make up the name? <laughs> I didn't hear that.
0: <laughs> like, who oh, is Liz? Liz, Liz? I don't know who Liz, Liz is. is. The one who went up to her. No, but yeah. <laughs> the one who's chat story watching. Yeah. People people
2: pe- I just thought it was and I, I asked um one of my well, I asked my sister who's younger than me. She was like, you know, I she was we were talking about something and I said, Well, why don't you just unfollow this person? I'm like, Are you really friends with them? And she's like, No, I can't unfollow them because um I may see them out. And I'm like, but you're not friends with them. Like, the whole point is to follow and be interested in people that you are friends with. Right? Right. And she was like, well, no, that's not how I look at it. And I'm just like, okay, well, that's fine.
1: So, And that's the thing. Like, people have different goals with social media. And I think that is fine if you want to have it as just a place where you and your friends can, like, share information. If you are open to... Anyone and everyone, if you are trying to push out content, I think there are different goals that people have social media mm-hmm. for. I just think like if you put out personal stuff on social media, you can't really be surprised when people want to be in your business. Yep. That's really I agree. how I feel about that.
2: Do you, do you guys have um, non, like, Christian, non-Christian friends right now in your life mm-hmm. or, or maybe um, friends that don't share the same faith as you? Mm hmm. Yep. Yeah. Do you guys put the them in a different category? No,
1: nope. <laughs> no, no,
2: because
1: to be honest, when I think about it, I'm thinking about in particular um, group of my friends from from my master's program there. I could go to them before I would go to them before I would go to some people in mm-hmm. church. If I really needed something, mm-hmm. okay. just because of the the relationship that I have, because of the authenticity and transparency that we have, like they know me um, on a, a different level and have proven themselves to be friendly, you know. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's like not superficial things. Or, like, kind of going through the motions type of thing. I think sometimes church relationships can be like, oh, if you, if we are in the same small group, if we're all serving together, but if I stop mm-hmm. doing that, mm-hmm. then we're not friends mm-hmm. no more. Right. So, yeah. Right.
0: Definitely. Oh, I agree. It it doesn't really, I mean, I have um, one friend who's actually uh, atheist, mm-hmm. and but she has proved herself, gosh, much more steadfast and... And then some of my, some friend people that were, I considered friends previously that are Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, I, I think a lot of times in church, we wrap up a lot of it. Like we say like only Christians can have good character. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that, that's not true. Like, you know, we're all, right. despite what someone might believe, we're all children of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and I grew up in a place that was very diverse. So. I mean, I went to bat and, bat and bar mitzvahs growing up and then we ha- I had hi- Muslim friends and Hindu friends. And so it was like, I just was around people that were good, you know, if you're around people that are good people, then what else does it matter? Um, and I also think too, just like kind of a side an aside, is that like the Lord called us to go out and mm-hmm. spread the gospel. So if we're only friends with Christians and mm-hmm. what is our, like, what really is our purpose then? Like, we're not going to, how are we going to really spread the gospel from only talking to people that, you know, share the same beliefs as us. Um, but yeah, I think it's about character and character is, is not your, your religion does not define.
2: What about what you look for though in a friend? So for example, um, I know for myself, I have friends that are have been really good to me that are, that share a different faith than me. And I don't, I don't think I have any friends that are atheists, but they believe in something. But I know that like if I were looking um, were looking for something like advice on, on, on a certain topic, I would probably go to someone who shared the same faith as me who could pray with me because I think that's what I would need. Do you guys just like in having those friendships, do you just like choose what you decide to share with them and when you decide to share it with them so that you can get, I guess, what you're looking for? in your time of need? And I guess
0: not necessarily. I I mean, I have friends that are Christian. So if there's a topic, you know, that I can go to my friends that are Christian and they can pray for me. Sometimes our Christian, sometimes to me, Christians can over, over like spiritualize Spiritualize. things. And so all they are going to do is pray for you instead of like really be there and support for you. And so what I've found is that sometimes the people that are not, Christians are going to be able to provide one. They might have their own God that they're praying to. Mm-hmm. And if, the, if that's the prayers you're giving, listen, all prayers. Welcome here. I don't, I don't have any, all prayers, all prayers. Welcome. But two, sometimes it's like, I, I want, especially for me, like I love prayer. I always want prayer. I've never denied prayer, but a lot of times for me, if I'm looking for advice, I need practicality. Mm-hmm. I need practical advice. Yeah. I need something that's applicable because it's hard for me to be like vulnerable in that way. Mm-hmm. So when I'm talking to someone, I'm like, I need more than your prayers. I need you to tell me what to do right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is what I need. And so uh, you just tossing up a tossing up one to Jesus ain't gonna work for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know. So it's like if you, as long as someone who can support me the way I, I I need, then that's what's important. And then you know, you can always find someone to pray for you. That's true. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that ain't the hard, That's not the hard part.
1: Yeah, it reminds me of I forget where I
0: feel like it's in Corinthians somewhere.
1: Where Paul's talking about though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am nothing. So mm-hmm. you can have all of the the wonderful Christian Christianese religious platitudes, mm-hmm. but if you don't approach a person with love and support, it doesn't really mean anything. And like when you're frustrated and struggling like that that is really the heart of what, at least for me, that is what I want. Mm -hmm. Like a response that is out of love. If Mm -hmm. that includes prayer, great. If that includes you being very intent and listening to me and affirming my feelings, that is also an expression of love. It may be in practical terms, what I need right now. If you just gloss over everything I say, and just move over to just let me pray for you. I'm going to feel like that's very empty. Yeah.
2: Like you kind of like are being rushed off of, um, like away from the conversation.
1: Um, I've definitely. It's, it's kind of dismissive. Yeah, it's very,
2: dis- it can be very dismissive. What are your takes on like, cause I, I've, we've kind of like the tone has kind of also been like, um church church folks can kinda of be closed minded and um and kind of look down on people who may not share the same faith as them. What why do you think that church people kind of have this we don't I don't wanna have friends with heathens or they're worldly <laughs> worldly people who don't go to church or who don't um who don't, you know, follow Jesus as they do. Why do you think that is? And do you think that kind of stops you from kind of getting close to people at church?
1: I think that is a complicated question Mm, (laughs) because I I understand. Like, so, for example, if it's like I can't be friends with this person because all they want to do was like smoke, drink and go to the club. All right. You know. Cool. I understand that. Like, we just don't have the same type of lifestyle period, like beyond Christian or not. That's just not something that I I want to do. So maybe I see you every now and then we have a conversation, but we don't have that intimate intimate relationship because we just don't have similar interests and personality and all Mm -hmm. of that. I don't think that is always what it is. I think that's sometimes what it is. I think it can be really like, A sense of superiority like I'm in the Christian club so if you don't align with like XYZ standards because I think it's even sometimes like people who are coming to church they get the side glances or the whispers based on what they look like or how they're dressed um, or not knowing the you know specific christian things or things that are specific to this church so they're seen as like an outcast because of of those Mm -hmm. things i mean i mean it goes back to you know how the pharisees were back in in jesus day you know they had their own dirt i think of what the with the women they were trying to stone Mm -hmm. and jesus had to be like so whichever one of y'all is without sin y'all can go ahead and throw this stone first Mm -hmm. and then they had had to to just go away away. I think that's sometimes,
2: um, the approach that I have gotten. Like when I was like going to church and like, didn't really know anybody. Once I started to get to know people, I just felt like they weren't the people I met at church. A lot of times can be not authentic and forthcoming with who they really are and like what, who they are, Mm -hmm. like not what they're going through, but who they are. Um, it just felt very pretentious and like, like they were kind of putting up a front and I'm like, why are you acting like, you know, just be yourself. I just, I was looking for someone to just be themselves. And I've always felt like I was being myself, but it wasn't being reciprocated or, or shown. And so that was the hardest part for me. So I feel like I haven't made a ton of friends in church, but I've made a few and
1: they thought she was a heathen. Um,
2: Probably, I don't know if they would call me that to my face, but like they probably. He's an adjacent. He's adjacent. Yeah, like you know, he's adjacent. Like, <laughs> it was a little, probably a little bit too real, but I mean, it's cool, you know. I that's why I like you because <laughs> we're, we're both because you're we're heathen adjacent. <laughs> I mean, I do yep. I, I I don't want to pretend. It's really exhausting to pretend, and I think that's what I was getting. So I always felt like. When I was and when I when I went to church and was around people or tried to get to know people, I was like, I don't really like y'all. I like my mm. friends out here that are in this, that are worldly. <laughs> I know what I'm getting <laughs> with
1: them. <laughs> but but why? The, but why? Fat. Like what were, like what were the things that like people said or did that like made you feel like. Mm. I don't think this is authentically because you didn't know them. Right. So what were like the triggers or like the red flags that made you think like, I don't think this is it? I think
2: it was just like, a, I had like a sixth sense about it. You know, when someone's being authentic, like I can tell, I can, I'm, I think I have a pretty good judge of character. And when I meet somebody, I can easily tell if they're, if they're a good person and like, if they're being themselves, if someone is not being themselves, I just feel like it takes too long to get to know you and just be you like, you know, say what's on your mind, say how you feel. And I can appreciate that. Now, if you're saying what's on your mind and I'm like, oh, I can't get with that. That's different. Like you've shown me who you are. But if I have to like be around you too long to actually get to know the real you, because you're actually putting up a wall, that's different. Like I can tell when someone is putting up a wall because they're, they've are they been hurt. Um, or they're like afraid to be vulnerable. I get that. I can, but, and I would be more compassionate and sympathetic to, towards that. But if, if someone is just pretending to be somebody that they're not, I can't, it, it's hard for me to get to know you. And I think that's what it was. It was just, you're not being you. This is not you. Like you're, you're, you want to be a rule follower, you want to like make sure that you're living your life the way that, you know, the Bible tells you to live your life. But that's not, that's, you're not, that's not who you are. Just be you.
1: Did you see evidence of like the opposite later on?
2: I don't think I stayed, uh, I didn't really hang around them long enough.
1: Okay. <laughs> that's fair.
2: I, I didn't, that's um, fair. I didn't really, yeah, I didn't like really hang with them too much longer after that.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think it just like religion, it comes with the rules. And so that's a part of it. And then, you know, people just in human nature like to um, establish their groups and establish like, you know, what makes you in and out. And that comes with rules and regulations on how you act and that's where culture is created and all that stuff. So, you know, church comes with that as well because, you know, we're humans, we're, we're sinners that are trying to take this, perfect word and apply it to our lives. But um, oftentimes we pick out the things that we can easily like the things we can easily point to that. Like a lot of the Bible is gray. Like there's a lot of gray kind of conceptual things. So I think humans, because it's what's easy and what's like more tangible is like you are not supposed to do this. And that's what, that's a line here. And I can sit there and I don't have to Mm -hmm. analyze it. I don't have to, don't need Jesus to tell me what it means. I can read it and see what it means, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Right. And so yeah. um, I think a lot of people just fall into that. And, you know, it doesn't make them bad, necessarily bad people. Um, it just makes us humans. And, but then that also just, it's why it's our responsibility to just, you know, be aware of who who you're letting in mm-hmm. and who you, who you might not be letting in. Um, but I'm not. It's like not surprising that you get that everywhere. There's that clicks at work. Mm-hmm. There's going to be clicks at church. There's. It's like if that's just how that's just how life is because we're all human, Monk.
2: I know. I think um, <laughs> I was, when I was reading the um, I was reading the Bible and like one and this is kind of like what I'm looking for um, in a in a friend is when when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane and he is in a lot of distress and, you know, his time has almost come. He's about to, you know, be crucified. And he knows this, he goes and he takes his, um, friends. He takes three of them Mm -hmm. and like, Mm -hmm. they fall asleep while he's like crying and distressed and, you know, it hurt him. And so it's like that, I think like that to me showed that, that scripture is really important. Like that's, that's what you want in a friend. You don't want the friend who's going to fall asleep. You know, the friends that like you over here crying and like a mess and your friends are like supposed to be awake and be praying for you. But they they fell asleep.
0: (laughs) But if Jesus, Jesus picked his friends, right? Yes. Like Jesus picked his crew. And if I think that also to the other point of it shows the humanity of it all as well. Right. Mm -hmm. So like it doesn't they never he never said that they weren't praying. No. And they weren't pairing with them. They just fell asleep while he was still going through what he was going through. And I think that shows to the fact that if Jesus, who could have been down here and said, I'm picking you specific people to be a part of, of, of this major thing that I'm doing. And these people still fell short. It's like, I have, I mean, this is saying this, cause I have to remember this too, like extending people grace, yeah. like just because yeah. I would react in a different way in this situation or I would be supportive to a friend in a, in a different way in this situation. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean they my friend's not trying to be supportive to me. And, and so it's like, if Jesus's friends still fell short a little bit, know that he, and he was the ultimate picker of the people, right? Yeah. Like know that my friends <laughs> might, might not support me in the way that I need to, but it's about them saying, oh yeah, I'm going with you. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going to be there with you. Yeah. That's good.
1: Yeah. And not perfection, but consistency, mm-hmm. and if you look over time, like they were consistent yeah, they were they yes, they had their mm-hmm. faults, they had their faults, but they were consistent, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yes, yes, it's what we said patterns not potential, yes
1: <laughs> yes, also yeah, not potential, also
0: not perfection- not perfection but either, pattern. but patterns. patterns yes, yeah. yep, mm-hmm. consistency is a huge thing,
2: well, that was very eye opening, thank you for that because I did not see that gotta you gotta have the grace. I definitely didn't Mm, see, um, grace in that, but ultimately, yes, that's what, that's what I think we should definitely extend to the friends that we choose and -hmm. make sure that we're choosing them wisely. And, um, we're also being the friend that we want to see in our lives.
1: Yeah. Totes agree. I think this is a really, really great conversation, and like this was really good because it's really gonna set up <laughs> next week when we talk about boundaries. Oh goodness!
0: Oh, I, I gotta. I hope I go to therapy one more time before we have <laughs> guardrails, <we're> gates, <laughs> gates, not walls,
2: gates, not, not walls. walls. No, gates walls. Not walls. Yeah, so that's just a preview
1: for next week. But until then, thank all of you out there for tuning in to another episode of Church Days. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Church Days, that's days spelled D-A-Z-E. Leave us a comment and let us know what you thought of this episode. Share, rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you find the podcast. Our intro music was created by Noah Makes Music on Fiverr, and our cover art was Designed. by Emae J. Follow her on Instagram at E-M-A-E-J-A-I. Shout out to both of them. Um, And a special shout out to Caroline, our production assistant and the super fantastic intern. And we will catch y'all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye! Bye!